0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them modeled up, H-E-L-P dot com slash make your bed. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the make your damn bed podcast. The last few days, we've gone over different ways to tackle tasks. And admittedly, I've gotten a lot more DMs about the relatability of this series than others in the past. And I think it's because we all have some familiarity with procrastination. The definition of procrastination is the act of unnecessarily and voluntarily delaying or postponing something despite knowing that there will be negative consequences for doing so. My only issue with this definition is the word voluntary. Because for most of us, it's a habitual human behavior that most of us don't consciously opt into. But the response itself does make a lot of sense. If we are dealing with demands that could present negative or risky outcomes, or we're awaiting new information, or waiting for better timing, it makes very logical sense to me that we'd want to put that off. But because our current society is so focused on efficiency and completionism and profits, we typically associate procrastination with things like depression and low self-esteem and feeling inadequate or guilty or shameful. So the fact of the matter is there are a million reasons why we might procrastinate. And even if those reasons are contradictory to each other, they are valid. And it makes sense to associate certain tasks with negative emotions, and it makes further sense that we would want to delay that stress by delaying the task. The problem is we often stress about things that tend to get more stressful the more we put them off. So by remembering that this is a standard coping mechanism for our anxiety, we can think about it as a coping mechanism rather than an impulse we can't control. Because unfortunately, when we use negative coping responses to procrastination, we tend towards avoidance or emotionality rather than the task oriented problem solving focus that a more positive coping mechanism might push us towards. But when we remind ourselves that these negative coping options are there to provide immediate pleasure, but actually create more of the stress in the long run we can begin to shift our mind towards more positive coping mechanisms instead. So let's first start by addressing the more common coping responses of procrastinators, starting, of course, with avoidance. Whether we avoid the location or the situation where that task takes place, or if you're like me and you want to avoid all of reality and you play video games or read books or do other things that will make me quote-unquote feel better in the moment, like denial or trivialization. And by pretending like our procrastinatory behavior is not actually procrastinating, like what I do when I do other chores instead of the ones I should do, and I call it productive procrastination, it is still a way of avoiding the essential tasks that need to be done. Another common coping mechanism is distraction. By engaging or immersing ourselves in other behaviors, other worlds, other actions, we're preventing our own awareness of what needs to get done. But just like a baby playing peekaboo, just because you can't see your mom behind the sheet does not mean she's not there. The problem with all of these means that the task-oriented problem-solving that could actually help us cope with these feelings show up in ways that actually feel really taxing. And this is not the same as people who procrastinate because they just don't know how long things will take. If you suffer from inadequate or inefficient planning, that is a separate skill that needs to be learned, but in my experience is not so cumbersome and difficult as unlearning how to procrastinate for more avoidant reasons. And it's important to remember that you are not lazy because you procrastinate. That is a social stigma that is completely bullshit. And if you've been here a while, you know how I feel about the word laziness in general. But if you do struggle with things like ADHD, it's crucial to remember that your prefrontal lobe is underactivated, which means learning tips and tricks and hacks and reframes can be helpful for sure. But professional medical intervention might be necessary for you because our brains cannot avert distractions or organize the same way that other brains can, which is probably why I got so offended by the concept of procrastination being a voluntary action, when in my experience, I genuinely cannot get started sometimes. But generally speaking, when we wanna overcome procrastination, it is super essential that we recognize and accept the power of failure without condemning ourselves. We need to stop focusing on our perfectionism and start embracing flaws and faults. And we need to prioritize task and time management that I've been talking about in the past few days so that we can set goals that are easier to achieve. First, by becoming aware of your habits and thoughts that lead to procrastination, then seeking help for those self-defeating problems whether it be fear, anxiety, difficulty concentrating, poor time management, indecisiveness, perfectionism, or something else, it could be really helpful to first narrow down what's actually going on before you seek help for that situation. Because when we evaluate our goals We also need to evaluate where we're strong and where we aren't. And eventually we will be able to set more realistic goals that are more meaningful to us and concrete, but actually help us achieve those goals rather than setting us up with more shit that feels overwhelming and we'll never get to. Because structure and organization and modification and discipline are all wonderful tools that we can use and work on and, of course, get better with through practice. But unfortunately, it's not as simple as waking up and deciding you want to be an organized, disciplined, and structured boss bitch. Instead, focus on where you're lacking. If you're lacking motivation, seek more rewards and try to make it more enjoyable. If it's being overwhelmed with how long it's gonna take, set aside tiny, tiny little chunks of time to work on it every once in a while and set yourself up for success that way. If it's a matter of too many distractions at the house, set yourself in a different environment because this, like everything else, is hyper-individualized to you. Though it's a common problem, your procrastination might look and feel different than mine. I personally know that I am more of a morning person, And I do my best talking, thinking, writing in the mornings. So by knowing this about myself, I try to schedule all the most important tasks for my mornings so that they'll get done and I can have the rest of the evening to relax or regroup. But if this is something that's been fucking with you for a long time, I really do encourage you to create your own little list of structured solutions that you can use almost like a cheat sheet to give yourself ways to tackle your procrastination because procrastination is the worst time to have to think about something else. It's nice to have all that handy in a sheet or in a couple of podcast episodes like I tried to organize for you over the last few days. Because sometimes the only thing that was missing was the kick in the pants to get started. We need to be reminded of our own capabilities. And fortunately, with enough practice, you can become your own reminder. All right, I actually think I'm done with this series. I can't believe it. I love y'all so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful.